Smelt Mill Bay. The name Smelt Mill Bay is an echo of Bangor's industrial past, from the old lead smelt mill that once operated here. It is conceivable that it was from this charming rocky bay that Columbanus and his companions set sail in around 589 or 591 AD. They would have travelled in a curragh, a traditional canoe-shaped round-bottomed Irish vessel. It is likely that they first voyaged to the western coast of Britain to resupply and refurbish the boat before setting off again for the coast of France. Though short by today's standards, in the 6th century it would have been an arduous and dangerous journey. The Curragh would have relied upon the strong monks to row when the wind failed to fill the sails. One of the most famous poems attributed to Columbanus is his boating song. He is said to have composed it for his monks as they rowed up the Rhine towards Switzerland in 611. The sweeping rhythm of the poem creates a very effective picture. It begins... Sea cut in woods through flood of twin-horned Rhine Passes the keel and grease slips over sea Heave, men, and let resounding echoes sound our heave The winds raise blasts while rainstorms wreck their spite But ready strength of men subdues it all Heave, men, and let resounding echo sound our heave. Clouds melt away and the harsh tempest stills. Effort tames all great toil's conqueror. Heave, men, and let resounding echo sound our heave. Endure and keep yourselves for happy things. You suffered worse, and these two God shall end. Heave, men, and let resounding echoes sound our heave. After crossing the Channel, Columbanus and his monks arrived in Brittany in France. At this time, France was divided into three kingdoms. Austrasia, Neustria and Burgundy. Although these kingdoms were nominally Christian by the end of the 6th century, they lacked the zeal for the faith that Columbanus was familiar with from his homeland. So Columbanus began his work with a strong sense of urgency. He established his first foundation at Anagre in the Vosges Mountains, on the border between Austrasia and Burgundy. Anagre was originally a Roman fort, and Columbanus and his monks set to work, adapting it into a monastery. The ruins of the old Roman temple of Diana were converted into a chapel for his community. The fame of Columbanus and his monks quickly spread throughout the region, and his following grew so large that he soon founded another monastery nearby, at Luxeuil. This would become one of his most important foundations. By this stage, the fame of Columbanus and his followers was growing exponentially, and to cope with the fast-growing numbers, he founded a third monastery at Fontaine, just three miles north of Luxeuil. By establishing three large monasteries, Columbanus was breaking local laws and customs. These laws stated that it was forbidden to set up a monastery without permission, also, that an abbot was not permitted to have authority over more than one house. And finally, 
that an abbot should not rule in an independent fashion, as was the custom in Ireland, but that he should only have authority in conjunction with a bishop. Columbanus continued to ignore and flout these rules, and further gained the enmity of the French bishops by following the Irish Paschal calendar that celebrated Easter at a different time to that of his host nations. Columbanus wrote to Pope Gregory, outlining his position, and was duly placed under the protection of the abbot of Leren. This did nothing to placate the French bishops, who demanded his presence at a council in Chalon. However, Columbanus flatly refused to attend. His defiance earned him powerful enemies. Chief amongst them was the formidable Brunhilda of Austrasia, who was angered by Columbanus's high-handed rebuke of her grandson, King Theodoric II of Burgundy. She eventually worked to have Columbanus and his Irish followers expelled and sent back to Ireland. While Columbanus was awaiting his deportation back to Ireland, he wrote to his French monks who were being left behind at Luxeuil. I wanted to write you a tearful letter, but for the reason that I know your heart, I have simply mentioned necessary duties, hard of themselves and difficult, and have used another style, preferring to check than to encourage tears. So my speech has been outwardly made smooth and grief is shut up within. See, the tears flow, but it is better to check the fountain, for it is no part of a brave soldier to lament in battle. However, before the ship left the coast of France, a fierce storm drove the vessel back. The ship's captain grew convinced that it was his saintly passenger that caused the tempest and refused to transport him further. Rather than return to Ireland, Columbanus and his followers chose to stay and continue their missionary efforts. They travelled by boat down the Rhine to lands in the Northern Alps, where they continued to preach the gospel. After trying and failing to establish more monastic communities around Lake Zurich, he continued to Bregenz on Lake Constance. Here, Columbanus and his followers discovered an oratory containing pagan idols. He had Gaul preached to the local inhabitants in their own language, and many were converted to Christianity. They established a small church in place of the pagan oratory and founded a monastery called Merero Abbey. Columbanus stayed at Bregenz for about one year before an attack on his community resulted in the death of two of his monks. As a result, Columbanus resolved to travel once again and crossed the Alps into northern Italy. However, his great friend and companion, Gaul, decided to remain at Lake Constance. Gaul's legacy is remembered in the Swiss canton and town that bears his name, St. Gallen, and in the nearby Austrian town of Bregenz. On the old Belfast Road, just before Crawfordsburn, is a church that takes Gaul's name. It is worth a stop here to get your photo with the wooden sculpted bear that features in the legend of St. Gaul and the Bear. Columbanus and his remaining companions arrived in Milan in 612, where he was warmly greeted by the Lombardic King Agaluf and Queen Theodolinda. They granted Columbanus a tract of land near the Trebia River. Here, he established what would become one of his most famous foundations, Bobbio. This was his final foundation, as he died here on the 23rd of November, 615 AD. However, he left behind an incredible legacy, 
as the disciples of Bobbio are accredited with founding over a hundred monasteries across Europe. When you are ready, please turn to the next track, The Coast Road. <laughs> 